At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Visa's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Oh no, Super Wild Card Weekend is not over. Matt, I kept uh, having to remind myself all day today. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a game tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing. I know. Rams and Cardinals coming up in a little over an hour. Three and a half everywhere? One three heavily juiced and then three and a half everywhere else out there. So, I mean, depending on how you want to go about it, if you don't feel comfortable, um, if you don't feel comfortable with the three and a half, there is a juiced three. um, But that's about it. Pretty much three and a half. uh, In Vegas, there is no three. So, there's three and a half everywhere here in Vegas. Total sitting 49.5 or 50. So there are both of those still available depending on where you take a look. But, yeah, it is. Uh, this is this is interesting because it fell to a flat three earlier today. And that's when it did. You know, I mean, I said it on the said it on Friday when we were in here. I was like, if this thing actually gets to three, I'm going to be just forced on principle to bet it because I just think the Rams are the better team if it all comes when it all comes down to it. And then it did hit that flat three. I did go ahead and put in a bet on the Rams tonight. I don't love it. I'm not in love with it at all. But again, it's a team that I had better than the Cardinals all year long, basically. I mean, you guys know I was the last to kind of come around on the Cardinals team whenever we were doing our power rankings. I've had the Rams power ranked higher than the Cardinals for the last month and a half of the season. And um it's just, you know, I the three when it got to the flat three, there was just nothing I could do. Principled wager. Yeah. Yeah, I put in a small a small bet tonight too when it got to three as well. I think I laid minus one fifteen. But um yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I think, I think they got uh, a little bit of an edge over the Cardinals. Not much, though. Smaller bet for me tonight. The uh, we, we have plenty enough on them on the futures for sure to just be rooting for the Rams tonight too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> yes, I have a lot. I have a lot of rooting interest for sure on the Rams, regardless. But but yeah, I, I when it got to the flat three, I thought it was a little bit too much of an adjustment here because of. I guess everyone finally saw the ESPN reports that they were going to be down safeties today, and so everyone yeah. just started. Yeah, everyone started betting the Cardinals. Eric Weddle. Playing tonight, JJ Watt playing for Arizona tonight as well. He's activated off IR, uh, but you had a great football weekend. Yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic. It was it was fantastic. Up and down, up and down the board. If you if you looked at all the stuff that we gave out here on Friday, the only one that didn't get home was the the Gronk plus money Gronk over five and a half catches. He had five, hmm. so we were we were but one catch short on that one. But uh, everything else everything else hit over the weekend. It was a 
really, really good NFL weekend. And NBA, it's MLK Day today. MLK Day uh, today. The uh, what is it? The uh, second, third, third Monday of January. Always uh, Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration. And so uh, basketball, NBA all day long. Kelly, we have some finals and we have some games going on. We got some games to come. Yeah, we got one game in action right now. Bucks are uh, up on the Hawks, sixty-two to fifty. That game just went to halftime. Uh, live numbers: Bucks nine and a half and two thirty and a half are your numbers for the game. As far as far as uh, some. Finals from earlier today. You got the Celtics beat New Orleans 104-92. Uh, Hornets beat the Knicks 97-87. Wizards beat the hot 76ers team 117-98. Cavaliers knock off the Nets 114-107. Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Chicago Bulls 119-106. Clippers beat the Pacers 139-133. I don't know if you guys saw that shootout earlier. Man, uh, we got a few games later tonight. We do have... Portland in Orlando tipping off here in just a few minutes. Portland laying two uh, on the road in Orlando here this evening. 218.5 to 219, your total on that game. Uh, 740 tip, Raptors at the Heat. Heat laying four in that game, 208 to 208.5, your total on that one. Then a couple, about an hour and a half from now, Suns at the Spurs. Suns, no DeAndre Ayton in the lineup. They are laying three and a half to four on the road, 228. 227, 228 and a half your total on that game. And then the Thunder at the Mavericks. Mavericks laying 11 and a half, 11 to 11 and a half in that game. And about 209 and a half to 210 is the total you'll find on that. And then late uh, late night action, 1040 Eastern time. Jazz at the Lakers. Jazz laying four and a half to five and a half on the road. 230 and a half your total on that game. All right. A couple uh, follow-ups and we'll talk about all the games that went down this weekend in the NFL and obviously talk about the lines for division round next week, the three that we already have. And, like, and take a look at the hypotheticals for the fourth, by the way. Uh, but as far as Tristan Wirfs, the Buccaneers all-pro right tackle, uh, who suffered a right ankle sprain yesterday in the Bucks blowout of the Eagles. He is in a walking booth this week, Coach Bruce Arians said today. Arians added that there's a chance that he can play this week in the divisional round, but it'll likely come down to the yeah. wire. I don't know if you guys saw when he tried to go back into the game. I don't think he's going to be playing this week. That is from my zero minutes that I've spent in medical school. But he uh, he yeah, tried I'm to like you. he tried to power it through, and then like two plays later, a guy just I mean made him look like I mean Tristan Wirfs is one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, and one of the offensive linemen made him look like he was a JV like JV high school player. He just couldn't move. I mean he just had no mobility whatsoever out there, and came out of the play. I mean came out of the game obviously right after that play or something. So I, I cannot imagine that he is going to be good enough to go in this game. Certainly not good enough to go to where he would be able to protect Tom Brady, who, by the way, was the most protected quarterback in the NFL this year, felt the least amount of pressure, least amount of sacks, and so can't imagine that they're going to, to really mess that up by having Wirfs out there at you know what looked to be less than 50%. I mean, he was yeah. just hobbling around out there whenever he tried to go back in. Bucks dodged, dodged a bullet there because Ryan Jensen had to he, – he got hurt, came back in the game for the Bucks, so there could have been real offensive line problems. The real other line that is in trouble is the San Francisco defensive, uh, the San Francisco 49ers defensive line and their linebacker. Uh, talking about Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, respectively. Bosa with a concussion yesterday uh, when his body got wrenched back. Friendly fire from mm -hmm. a fellow teammate on a play where his body was sort of uh, stationary and then he got bent back. Fred Warner with an ankle injury. 
Both should have a chance to play against the Packers on Saturday. Remember, it's the uh, Bengals and the Titans early on Saturday, followed by the game at Lambeau between the Niners and the Packers. But it's too early to say for certain, according to Coach Kyle Shanahan. I laid the four and a half with the Packers yesterday. Um, came through today, just, just later this after, late this afternoon as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a sprained shoulder as well. Um, so it is, air quote, slightly sprained. Mm-hmm. But it's a shoulder for a quarterback. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take from that what you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I laid the four and a half with the Packers yesterday in anticipation that these guys weren't going to be able to make it back because that's that's just going to be the difference in the game, right? I mean, it's like, yes, yeah. the 49ers will be able to run against the Packers. They are going to have success on the ground against the Packers. That's going to happen. However, like we say, when you rely on the power running game, you basically have to be perfect because if you're only getting the four and five yards at a time and you're not getting the big chunk plays, then, then you know, you eventually get stopped or whatever. And, and if, if Bosa's not out there, if Warner's not out there, if Jimmy Garoppolo's playing with a sprained shoulder and stuff like that, it's just going to be – I think it's going to be too tough to, to deal with this Packers team that, by the way – as we mentioned last week, are getting back a whole mm-hmm. bunch of guys as well. So the last last version of this Packers team that you saw is not even the Packers that you're going to see this week. You're going to be getting back an all-world offensive lineman in Bakhtiari. You're going to be getting back Jair Alexander in the secondary as well, one of the better cover corners there is in the NFL. And, uh, and a week for them to dissect. I mean, listen, you know, that's what we always talk about is they were, they were obviously looking around and figuring out who they may play. I'm sure they had a pretty decent – idea that the 49ers were a were a pretty good shot that they were going to play the play them this week and I'm sure that they've been been preparing for again what is going to likely to be a super super heavy run attack now if this uh, shoulder thing has anything you know it plays at all a factor in, in Garoppolo it's you know we had been saying the whole time the Niners we weren't the only ones saying it but that the Niners were the one team in the NFC that is built theoretically to beat the Packers with a run heavy offense and as the Niners took that big lead against the Cowboys yesterday, up 16, obviously, at one point, 23 to 7, obviously, we got dicey late, which we'll talk about uh, coming up. But, you know, we started throwing around, what do you think the line's going to be on this? Uh, the bear from ESPN, Chris Felica, he said, I think it's going to be three. I said, I think it's going to be four. Uh, another buddy of ours said four and a half. I said, if the Niners are fully healthy, I would run and grab the four and a half. But... Then the Bosa injury happened, or the Bosa injury happened right about then. And then the Warner thing happened, and you're like, well, now forget it. so it's funny, Gills. Like I was kind of thinking that exact yeah. same way last night. I ended up, I ended up putting a small bet in at Packers five. D- didn't get the four and a half. Uh, Packers five, just because I didn't want. I wanted to get in on it before a potential major line move, right? Because if those, any of those guys getting announced out, I think we see yeah. that run to six and a half, seven, right? The, so that, well, it, that's but, why I, I got the four and a half yeah. when I did as well. It's just like I. It, with it being the short week, because I saw, you know, I, I started doing the like, okay, Saturday game, whatever, concussion. It's It's been a stretch for guys to make it back yep. in a week as it is anyway, much less now. A, a one, one day shorter on a Saturday and all this. So it was just, I was doing all the calculus in my head and, and went to the, went to yeah, the four and a half. I'm with you, though, Gil. I think if, if all those guys were healthy, oh, I think yeah. that game's three, three and a half. I think it probably is, but I, I think that's just a major difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's what you just, we, that's the way we talked about how they're going to beat them running game and that D, the defense. 
defense and missing those two, possibly missing those two guys on defense. That's huge. And, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about all these all these games later too. But I mean, this is just it's if they can't get the pressure with the front four, it's just tailor made for the Packers to just boat race them too. Like I mean, like it's this this was also part of the knock on the Cowboys that I don't think is being made yeah. enough of today, which is the the Niners still generated unbelievable pressure with those guys without yeah. Bosa. Yeah. Which was like, oh my God, is this a fail on the Cowboys mm-hmm. part? They were in the backfield all game. It is tough. Like every, it's starting to feel like this NFL season feels like you always, you, we always say it at some point during the NBA postseason where it's like, man, this really, this whole thing's just a war of attrition. You know, like if you could stay healthy, like there are so many teams that can win, but it's like ha- being healthy at the right time is so huge. Well, what about the Titans and Packers like backed into the strategy right. of keeping all these players not, you know, not having to play all this time for injuries, and now they all show up miraculously, exactly. and they all look the like. The, right. Like they're going to be the best here. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, a super wild card weekend where of the five games that have uh, taken place already, three complete blowouts that were, for all intents and purposes, done by halftime. One game, the Bengals and the Raiders marred by officiating and the clunkiness of it. And then there's the 49ers and the Cowboys. We'll get into all of them. That was something to behold. We'll talk about it all next, though, with the Rams and Cardinals coming up in about an hour. Prop watch. See if anybody's got some props to bet here. From the South Point, it's Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Yet another way, betting splits, that is, that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil, Matt, and Kelly, and it's time for Prop Watch. Prop Watch. Proper, like a Burger King Whopper. Prop watch for the final Super Wild Card Weekend game between the Cardinals and the Rams. You again, uh, Matt, for those who missed it, you had a principled wager on the Rams tonight. Yes. Kelly, you're on the Rams as well. Yep. Uh, and we each have two, one prop bet each, I believe. Right, Matt? You got one the, or two. Uh, and, you know, for what it's worth, the line has moved back in our favor. Yes, it's, it has. It's back to three now. Yes, so. it has. You know, the three's nice to have. It is. It is. I, I can't get with it, though. I have the Rams futures like you guys. I have them to win the NFC, but some worries about me this game tonight. 
Passing yards, Kyler Murray, 256 and a half. Matthew Stafford looking for his first career playoff win, 272 and a half, though he should have had that win as a uh, lion against the Cowboys back in the day. Touchdowns both at one and a half, though Stafford's is way juiced to the over. And then there's the picks. There's the pass and rush yards combined. No surprise, Kyler jumps ahead of him when that category is announced. 301 and a half to 277 and a half. Yeah, that, that passing number for Kyler is literally one yard, <laughs> one yard from where I had it. So I had it at 255, it's 256 and a half on, on there. Uh, Stafford, I have just about four and a half yards more than his. So again, not, not an edge either way on either one of those guys on, on passing yards. I think the only, the only way you'd feel super comfortable playing this one way or another would be as if you believe that, that one of these teams just starts getting destroyed early. And if that were the case and you'd play the over on the guy, cause you know, they have to completely abandon the, the pass game and just get going, uh, throwing every single down. I think it will be though a little bit higher scoring game. I do have a lean to the over in this game. I didn't bet it, but I do have a lean to the over in this game again, because both of these defenses, specifically the Cardinals defense, but even the Rams defense uh, over the second half of the, of the season trending downward. If you look at the, it's the same deal we talk about all the time. If you look at full season stats, you're going to say, what do you mean? These are the number five and six DBOA teams in the league. And it's like, well, yeah, full body of work thing here. But if you look over like the last six weeks, it's this little steady trend downward for, for both of these teams. And then on, t- on top of that too, these teams both play super fast, right? I mean, we, the, the Cardinals play at the seventh fastest situation, neutral pace. The Rams play at the fourth fastest situation, neutral pace. So again, there's, there's a lot of things that do lean and lend to an over on, on, uh, on this whole thing. And then overs on those passing yards, but just again, not quite enough for me to pull the trigger. How did that downward trend go again? You know, just a little (laughs) like that. We got great graphics here. (laughs) You know, I, you know, what's funny though, Matt, is I agree, I agree with you. I think it's I lead to the over. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game, but I don't really think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Yeah. So it's like when you talk passing props, it's like you almost lean over on everything. But I'm not. I, I can't play anything because I don't really know what team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Rams are the team that's going to go out there and win. But I, I think it's going to be a relatively tight game. You mentioned DVOA, Matt. What a what a rough weekend it was for DVOA. First number one team, Dallas loses. Number four team. The Patriots get destroyed. Not exactly a uh, a fine weekend for the football outside. I'm going to guess, and you, I'm sure you'll have him on again. I'm going to guess they do some tweaking to the to the modeling and the formulas and stuff this year. Second year in a row that there there's been some some discrepancy. Yeah, and you know where I stand on Tennessee being 20th. Like I get yeah. it, you don't have to have them high, but 20th. Come on, player receiving props. <laughs> I, I would beg to say, I think I would venture to say that we have not seen one where the number one receiver has such a gap between yeah. he and the number two. Yeah, so crazy. Of course, a lot of that has to do with DeAndre Hopkins not being uh, available tonight for the Cardinal. But Cooper Cup's at 105 and a half. Zach yeah. Ertz, basically yeah. half that. A little more than half. That. I, I played the over on A.J. Green yardage here at 44 and a half. My, my projection had him a full 11 yards more than this. So again, it's like a 20% difference in my projection and where the line is. And so I, I went ahead and played the over here. I understand why Ertz is where he's at because I, don't, I mean, you guys see you know, like Kyler Murray loves throwing to Zach. I mean, loves, loves throwing to Zach Ertz. I mean, yeah. absolutely loves throwing to the guy, but outside of that, he doesn't really have it was with DeAndre Hopkins not out there. He doesn't really have a receiver that he favors really at all. I mean, like Christian Kirk, the numbers as big as it is on Christian Kirk from a yardage perspective, because it has to be because he's that 
one catch bomb dude. Like you can't you can't put it at twenty seven and a half where probably it would if you went over and like looked at his yardage totals over the course of the season, he's probably under that total half the time. But you would just get bombarded with so much, so many overs that the, the liability would just be out of hand. So you got to put it up there. But he's not a he's not a volume receiver. He's he's the the bomb type guy. AJ Green for all the faults and us screaming and yelling and and all the seems like the wrong routes he's run and the misunderstandings and miscommunications and stuff that he's got going on with Kyler Murray. He has been getting the targets. He has been getting the looks. He has been getting the stuff a little bit further downfield as well. So the the 44 and a half here in a game that again, so I I tend to believe will be higher scoring. I tend to believe will be faster paced just based off what these teams and how they prefer to play. And then from a from a rushing perspective, I mean, listen, neither one of these teams really really find a ton of success running the ball as it is. It's more of the the run out of necessity where they really want to just be be passing teams. And so I went ahead with the over on the on the forty four and a half for AJ Green. Again, I just I saw about a twenty percent difference in where I had it and where the number's sitting right now. There are the rushing props with Sony Michelle on top. Kelly, what did you bet? What was your prop that you bet? Kyler Murray over rushing yards. Uh, I got him at 38 and a half. I bet this over the weekend. Could talked about it on Friday when we were going over games. Um, and, and I think you kind of saw it play out in games this weekend as far as, you know, whether it was Josh Allen or Patrick Patrick Mahomes, I think these guys. I was just I, I tend to lean a little bit to the over with these guys who run the, these quarterbacks and run the ball because it it becomes such more an important threat and option once you get into the postseason. We saw both you know both the Chiefs and Bills take advantage of that big time. I think Kyler, I like Kyler's over in his rushing prop. I think especially with without DeAndre Hopkins tonight, you're kind of limited with your receiving threats as is. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see a lot more designed runs for Kyler tonight. Um, and that that's another way they used to try to attack this uh, Rams defense. So, yeah, I went, went Kyler over 38 and a half. Is that 40 and a half right now? Most places. Um, you know, I don't really have a database like Matt, but I'd probably still play it at 40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's if you were going to play the over at 38, 38 yeah. You're, yeah, you're you're not you're not shying away for sure at 40. And it always goes back to us going coming with the Stafford sitting at a yard and a half. And it goes back to what we say, right? It's the. It is the playoffs. It is like win or go home. Is there that third down? Well, like you only need three yards out of the guy, right? So it comes down like is is there that third down where coverage breaks down and he's just like YOLO, you know, and he just takes off and 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 gets you the three yards or something like that. It's, it's an over or pass for sure. But the other problem with with that with a guy like Stafford who is never going to get way over this total is if you are on the Rams and the Rams end up with the ball last, you could be in for a brutal beat because he takes a couple of knees and your three yards turns into one and then you lose by half a half a yard and then uh you're screaming at the television. Yeah, for yeah, for those Whatever. out there wondering, he has about as many games in negative yardage this year's r- rushing as he does yeah. over two yards. Let's put it that way. <laughs> There are yeah, there are six games I'm looking at where he has negative yards rushing. We agree he is the uh, player that has the most or had the most and currently has the most pressure on him of anyone during Wild Card Weekend. Jimmy G might have been your number two, and that was sort of mixed. I would say mixed. yesterday oh, he I, was he was James and Jimmy. Yes. Like, well, 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 yeah, he was James <laughs> and Jimmy yesterday. So yeah, we can we can talk about that for sure. Yeah, I mean from player standpoint, I think from an overall standpoint, I think a lot of people, if this goes sideways, are going to start questioning. Are really going to start questioning Sean McVay? Like no, this, this is oh, good. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I was getting team. to. It's player into. I think Stafford's got the most pressure on him of any player. I think the Rams by far have the most pressure right. on him of any team. I think you're right because they they went all in. They pushed all the chips in the middle of the table. So, 
This and if is, you're McVay, the whole thing was, okay, this wasn't working because I didn't have the quarterback that I need, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, okay, we go get the quarterback. The, the secondary receiver goes down. We'll go get you another secondary receiver. Like, so they go and they get Odell and they do all this stuff. I mean, and, and, and McVay, this is one of those, like, again, it's only three, it's only three seasons, maybe not the gr- huge, you know, the biggest body of work here and in, in sample size, but I mean, the, the offense has struggled over the second half of the season for three years in a row, you know, and, and it's whether that's, he's run out of creativity or he's like not calling the right plays or he gets figured out. Right. I mean, you know, maybe like these teams, like they only need a half a season to kind of figure out his tendencies and what he's doing and how he likes to call plays and stuff. I mean, there there's, who knows what the actual reason for all that is, but I think that there could be some, some serious, serious heat from Rams fans and just the, the NFL pundits in general here if this goes real sideways for this Rams team tonight. Kelly, on our way out, before we get to Fruit Baskets, can you show my tennis picks? Because they one already started. We have two more coming up tonight, but just for those who want a tennis fix, uh, one of my three has already started. The top one has already started. Christopher O'Connell over Hugo Gaston. It's French, by the way. Uh, That has started. But Andy Murray tonight against Nicolas Basilashvili. Andy Murray is the play there. And then a young Korean on the ladies' side, Su Jung Jang at plus 107 over Danka Kovinic, the veteran. That is later tonight if you want some tennis action. Fruit Baskets next. Those who helped us win bets this past weekend. It's a it's not a numbers game. It's VEASAN's primetime action right here from the South Point. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. It's our all-new Big Game Big Dance special, providing VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Great time of year to bet. Don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today for only $69. 8631 Canadian US dollar strong. <laughs> well, real strong. US wow. dollar strong. Real strong. Wow. Yeah, we were at 88 something there for, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Currency exchange with there that. There it price. is. All right. How there about some fruit baskets, everybody? Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. All right, let's kick things off. Like I said, it was a it was a pretty great NFL weekend for me this week. Uh, Bills minus four, Josh Allen uh, over rushing yards and also just the over in the game in general, which the Bills nearly got there themselves for the over in this one. So it was a uh, clean sweep in this one, three for three in just inside this game alone. Um, look, it was Josh Allen. Like, I figured that this game was going to be much more like second game than the first. Obviously, the first game was just a complete throwaway and this Bills team, man, with Josh Allen, if he is playing, if he's throwing the ball accurately and running successfully, it is a pretty, pretty dynamic offense and pretty, and it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with everybody here. This game this week, I am so incredibly excited about to see these two teams uh, go at it this week. So, um, Can we just say this, though, because we just brought it up. That first game against the Patriots, right, the swirling wins game, where they refused to run Josh Allen of all the games not to run him. Oh, just made no sense. And then they lose to the Jags. What a what two snake-in-the-grass games those turned out to be. Like, oh, yeah. look how bad we can be. 
Yeah. And then they're nothing like that here this no. time of year. I mean, no. this, they were so they, bad. They were so bad. They were the most impressive team this weekend. Uh, I, I don't. I don't even know. If they threw a perfect game. Yeah. It was seven, incredible. Seven possessions, seven touchdowns. The only time they didn't get a touchdown was the kneel down at the end. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It was. It, it was just. It was. You know. Look. It's. The, the thing about that offense, when you do have Allen and they do have the design runs, and then even, like, you know, and look, we, we talked it through whenever we were talking to props before uh, on Friday when we were going through the game previews, is, is also he is so dangerous when the play does break down. And that's like almost when he's most dangerous because then he's just kind of doing his uh-huh. thing. And it's like, okay, linebacker, what I'm you- about the same size as you. Yeah. So, like, let's do this, you know? First of all, figure out if I'm running or not. Yeah. Because I may throw it at the last second. And, and then and if like, I do run it, yeah. you're trouble. Let's do it. We're the yeah. same size. Let's, yeah. let's let's go at it, you know? Like, I'm not I'm not, I'm not worried here. If you think that I'm going to be, like, ducking down, <laughs> that ain't happening. You know? Like, let's, let's go at it. Um, second one here, Debo Samuel. The over-rushing yards for Debo was easy, easy money on the 28 and a half. We guesstimated. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that this is this is all just happened to be fortunate circumstances. I guesstimated they would want to get the ball in his hands more. They wanted to get the playmaker, uh, you know, uh, you know. And basically, what happened was is is anytime they needed something, they'd line him up in the backfield and they gave him the ball. I mean, like it was it was like Eli Mitchell go out on first down and get us a couple yards, whatever. But like when we when we really need yards, it's going to be Debo, and they just line him up in the backfield, and that's when they used him yeah. to get all these yards. And the guy just again just switches gears, totally incredibly ridiculously dynamic, and that one just coasted home as well again. And 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 with that as well. The, the under in that game also got home for us, and I'm going to give a little bit of credit to Dak Prescott in that because yet another ridiculously terrible game from Dak Prescott and a ridiculously bad decision at the end, which we will, again, we'll, we'll talk about can, all these can games Can we say this about the Niners, too, not to hijack fruit baskets with commentary, but, mm-hmm. again, imagine the Niners got to the divisional round by making a third-round pick that doesn't help them at all. By the way, there were so many fourth-down shorts yesterday. Hmm, if they only had somebody on that roster that could, you <laughs> would seem to help them there. Trey Sermon they drafted. Didn't they preferred Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, guys from other positions. It's incredible. It's incredible yeah, that they got yeah. to where they got. I, I thought about that. Injuries point. all year. Kittle, Bosa. I probably bought, thought about that three times yesterday, though, because Matt, like you were right, like it was so, like every time they lined Debo up, there, it was like almost amusing how obvious it was. It's like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do here, and like the Cowboys couldn't stop them. And how many times I thought, well, this is the team that drafted Trey Sermon, and we haven't seen this kid like at all. It's just yeah. amazing. I mean, is is like I was hoping for, like, like, like I said, I was hoping for six to eight carries. That would most likely get us home. We get ten. It was, a great, bet. It was yeah. a great bet. It was an obvious bet. I'm, I'm upset I didn't, I didn't like, tail you. We end up getting 10 carries out of him at a prop of 28 and a half where he was sitting. It's like he didn't even have to be efficient. If he was getting 10 carries, three yards a carry, and we're, like, <laughs> yeah. and we're getting a, like, so you know, like if we're going to get 10, 10 a carry, and if whatever they set this prop at, which it'll be much higher this week, but I mean, whatever they set that prop at, if we're going to get eight to 10 as opposed to six to eight, it might be something we'll be looking at again this week as well. And then uh, and then Patrick Mahomes doing the Patrick Mahomes things um, against these, the Steelers this week and also hitting a plus 158 prop for us this week on the Damn. over two and a half passing touchdowns, which, by the way, got home Pretty really, easy. really easy again. <laughs> and we even said, because they get down there and do those little oop-de-oop underhand passes, and that was the first <laughs> touchdown. It was a little oop-de-oop underhand pass that he my, threw. My buddy said, he goes, I, I just, every time they do one of those, I, I 
hate that they use it in these situations where they're blowing out the opponent. I go, well, they have 3,000 of them, apparently. Yeah, right, yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun as well. And then uh, I'm going to give a shout-out here to, to Russell Henley for, uh, for reminding me in the first tournament of the year that, hey, man, golf can be cruel. <laughs> golf, bet, golf betting can be cruel. Uh, five strokes up after nine. I had a, a lot of money at that point riding on that. Uh, five strokes up after nine, four strokes up after 10, two strokes up after 11. Oh. And uh, you know where this is headed down to a playoff where he loses on the eight, he, on the 18th hole. He lips out a putt that would have won and uh, goes to the playoff. And then, of course, when it's him versus Hideki Matsuyama, you know exactly what's going to happen there. And, yes, Hideki Matsuyama goes out and, just for fun, eagles the playoff. The hole. most predictable playoff ever. Oh. But I'd be lying to you if I told you that in the middle of football, I was like, oh, let me check the golf scores. And at that moment, he was up five. Yeah. And in my head, I immediately said, I go, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this, this, this <laughs> is not good. You, yeah, it is, the, it is the Russell Henley experience as a whole. It is the reason why we say, Kelly, guys like him, you bet the top yeah. fives and the top ten markets. They're just they're just not winners, man. I, you know what? The only reason I thought he was for sure winning is because we had the conversation for the first time ever on Friday about how if we've ever bet a top five, top ten, top twenty, and not bet an outright, and that guy's gone on to win. And me and you both said we haven't. I never have. I was like, th- we brought it up for the first time. I have a top twenty ticket on him. He's definitely gonna win now since we just <laughs> talked about it. it he, he wet the bed on the back nine. He. He, he had hit drivers on the back nine all week long, and he had that five-stroke lead, and he goes, Got scared. Yeah. I'm going to play it conservative and club down, and then from there, just everything I'm, went sideways. I'm just glad you went with wet with. That's all. Yeah. Wet the, as yeah. opposed to something else. Fruit basket for the Niners. Uh, they saved my weekend. Had the Niners plus the points. Had the Niners money line. And, ooh, that one was scary at the end. But the Niners get it done. As bad as uh, that interception was by Jimmy G late that really turned a coaster into a sweat. He was pretty good the rest of the time before that. Now, Kyle Shanahan had some blunders, too. But the Cowboys outblundered him. And there is a fruit basket for the Niners who advance to take on the Packers at Lambeau this coming weekend. I, too, had a fruit basket for Russell Henley, and I felt terrible about this when I submitted it to Kelly because I said, I think Matt lost a chance at a lot of money in real life on Russell Henley. But Russell Henley fruit basket for me because looks like I got myself a lead in the one and done after one week. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we'll see if uh, we'll see if, if we'll see if you can do what I did last year, but it's going to be a long time likely before Matt or I catch up to you. Honestly, That's that sure. made it even more gross because I knew <laughs> yes. I knew that it was like it was like oh cool I would have I would have been glad for Gil to have Russell Henley in the one and instead, done if I'm cashing the, the ticket yeah. instead he gets second and he, so you take the big lead in the one and done and I get no you money you win nothing yeah yeah uh, yeah, as far as for me, uh, Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes, definitely. This was, uh, I had one leg of a teaser in the Chiefs. That was, at Bucks Chiefs teaser you ended up uh, ended up being pretty easy, that's for sure. Um, that was nice. An easy winning bet was nice after last, last week on this show, that's for sure. Uh, so Chiefs and then Patrick Mahomes, like you said, Matt, I was on that prop with you over two and a half passing touchdowns. That was, that was cake. Matt killed it with props this weekend, killed it with NFL betting in general. Um, but thank you, Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And then Buccaneers, second half uh, second half of that teaser. That was my biggest bet of the weekend was that Chiefs-Bucks teaser. Uh, Bucks were impressive, I man. I think with even with these guys they've lost, um, you know, we, we, we thought the Eagles might be able to put a little bit of pressure on them. Kind of just got, got a 
a little bit out of everybody in that game, enough to make it, you know, not really that competitive. Don't know what this team's going to look like next week. I have a feeling I'm going to be, you know, on the other side, either the Cardinals or the Rams, depending on who wins this game tonight, which just with how many guys the the Bucs are now down. But, hey, as far as last weekend, you got done what you needed to get done for me. Thank you, Buccaneers. We'll get commentary on all these, too, because that one is a – that was a curious game as well, like when it all – well, more from the where do the Eagles go from here, like moving forward. Yeah. Boy, was he bad. Uh, he being Jalen yes. Hurts. That's Where, where do mean, they go from here? Because, I mean, look, the defense, defense sacked Brady four times. They did – I mean, like, they, they did almost as good as they could do, but they, they were just never going to get anything. Well, we had uh, 14 and 13 correctly ranked in our power rankings, the Steelers <laughs> and the – and the Eagles, that's for sure, going into uh, the wild card weekend. We'll come back. Uh, what will the line be if either the Rams or Cardinals are playing at Tampa Bay? What would it be for each case? We got those next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back at the East South Point Hotel Casino, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Football Super Wildcard Weekend continues in about a half hour. Of course, it's the uh, Cardinals and the Rams. Rams favored by three and a half consensus right now uh, as we go up to kickoff. Let's take a look at the lines, uh, depending on who wins this game, what they would be in terms of uh, underdog status at Tampa Bay this coming weekend. These were up at Boyd. Not currently up, Kelly? Not currently up. Not, not sure if that's just because the game's about to kick or probably or probably. some of these Buccaneers injuries things. So, you know, it might, might be a combination yeah. of both. Well, the Cardinals come in as six-point dogs at Tampa Bay. The Rams come in as four-point dogs. Remember, this will be the early game on a Sunday in the divisional round. Do you have an issue with either of those? I will tell you what I guessed yesterday. I thought it would be four and two and a half. Yeah. I think the Rams is a little heavy, strictly based off of, again, the Bucks' current situation. And again, that, that offensive line, I cannot, we stress this all the time on this program. We cannot talk about enough that when you have a stud offensive lineman, and especially with the way Tom Brady plays quarterback and the way this offense functions and the fact that he basically has been clean all year, all season long, and you've got one of your stud offensive linemen that is likely not to play this week. You mentioned the Jensen thing. It'll be interesting to see because, like, 
adrenaline, like whatever and all, you can get back in there and you can go. It'll be interesting to see what that, what his practice report looks like over the course of the week as well, right? Because, yeah. you know, again, once you, once you lay down on that thing a couple of different times and things start to tighten up and swell up and whatever and all that, and so we'll see about him as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different animal now with a with a with a you know let's just say a potentially a Rams defensive line coming in with an Aaron Donald and a Von Miller pass rushing all stuff like that going up against what could be you know one if not two backup offensive linemen and Tom Brady as we know about as mobile as uh, as as any of the three of us up here on the actually <laughs> probably we're more mobile than Tom I think Brady we're is. More mobile, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, at uh, this point yeah I think your your numbers and what you guessed I think is what I would have guessed so I I think these are if we see anything like this after this game tonight. I mean, I think Rams and Cardinals, no matter who it is, is probably a bet on for me. Because here's the thing. I was going to do this chronologically this past weekend, but since we're talking about the Bucks, let's start there. The Bucks win 31-15 to over Philly. It was 31 to nothing in the fourth quarter. 31-15 to was just cosmetic. And I'm not even sure the Bucks played all that great, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the, first of all, the first drive, remember the second play of the game, there's that roughing the passer on Philly, which was really at the waist of Tom Brady. And then 10 plays later, it's seven to nothing. And it got to 17 to nothing in this game. And then there was like a 30 yard play to Goddard late in the first half. And that got negated by a phantom hold on Kelsey. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, we're this game's not, this is never going to work for Philly. And Jalen Hurts just, I mean, this is the inaccuracy was just mind boggling. Devontae Smith didn't get targeted till the two minute yeah, warning. And, and, and so, not only was the score cosmetic, if you look at Jalen Hurts' stats, are also cosmetic. The whole like, box score is yeah, cosmetic, yeah, like, besides like, the turnovers. Yeah, like, if you look and you go, well, I mean, dude, he threw for 258. What do you – no, no, no. Watch, go back, re- watch the game. He was atrocious. I mean, absolutely atrocious in that game. And from everything, from a throw ma- – from decision-making to making the throws, to all that, like, every single aspect was absolutely atrocious, which is what I was talking about last time when I said, like, I honestly think the Eagles are going to have – a decision to make because I I don't think that, that was you, really bad. I don't think because there was, but there was so much bad too along the course of the season as well to go along with what you saw in a big time situation against a, a team that again, if you're ever going to have any success, you're going to have to go through a team like the Bucks or the Bucks themselves or whatever it might be. I think you kind of saw a preview of of what you're going to get and what what you kind of have in in Jalen Hurts and. I think they're going to have a real decision to make because it was they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to go anywhere with with him at quarterback. That was rough. Well, it that was, was it was rough. And like I said, I mean, listen, the defensive side of the ball, yeah, I mean, they gave up the points to to Brady Allen, but look, I mean, they did about as good as they could do. They pressured him decently. They got four sacks on him in the game. Like there were there were other, you know, there were some bright spots, at least on the defensive side of the ball, where there were absolutely zero on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and and you know you just look at moving forward though with this Bucks team, like we're talking about. I mean, you you do see though one Leonard Fournette wasn't good enough to go. That was like a pretty big surprise there, about 90 mm-hmm. minutes before game time, where everybody just assumed that he was going to be good enough to go, wasn't good enough to go. So it was kind of the Geo Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn show there for for the Bucks, And so that's not great to begin with. And then the other thing is like they relied super, super heavily on Mike Evans. And, and that's perfectly fine. But I also think, you know, again, against 
against stiffer competition, against a, a stiffer defense, that that scenario changes, right? And specifically, yeah, they scheme if that is the Rams, because Jalen Ramsey is going to be roaming the field out there, and Jalen Ramsey is going to lock himself up most likely on Mike Evans, and then at that point, can you get it done with Gronk and Brait and Scotty Miller and all these other guys? And I just don't know if that's going to be the case. It's very, very interesting. I think that four. I wish I'd have seen that, Kelly. Maybe sometimes send a brother a text or something or whatever, you know, <laughs> something like that. Because like, I don't think that's going to repost it for. I just can't. I just can't. If if the Rams win tonight, like, well, I, yeah, I, we'll and we'll see in what fashion yeah. they do so, right? Avoiding injury or not. Let's go. That was the uh, first game yesterday. Obviously, let's go back to Saturday. The first game was the uh, Bengals win over the Raiders by a touchdown. Uh, they win it twenty six to nineteen in a game that could really only be described as clunky in terms of the officiating. It felt like it took forever. Uh, it got exciting at the end because the Raiders had a first and goal at the nine with 30 seconds left. For some reason, Derek Hart decided to spike it there. Incomplete, incomplete, then interception, and that was the ball game. But it was a game marred by, among other things, the biggest thing, the big headline, a whistle that was blown on a Burrow to Boyd touchdown pass that put the Bengals up 20 to 6 uh, after they had converted a fourth down on a Jamar Chase run. But the whistle had blown before the catch. It's not reviewable. The re- the officiating crew would have had to have called it on the field there and then, but they didn't rule that. They said, nope, it happened after the catch. And so the touchdown stood. It certainly wasn't the only thing that decided the game, but it was certainly the biggest headline of all of them. Yeah, I mean, and, and if I hate to blame, you know, you don't want to sit there and point at one single thing, and especially to, it did happen. You never want horrible calls like like that, and you don't no. want things to happen. But, I mean, it happened in the second quarter, right? So there was a whole half of football still left to play. Yep. If you want to talk about other blown things that could have changed the course of the game, there was the phantom roughing the passer on on Derek Carr on the final drive of the game that moved them 15 yards further down the field. That's right. That, that you know, people kind of want to gloss over when it comes to – but, I mean, that was – that was as consequential as anything else because that moves them 15 yards further down the field where he just sold it. And good on him. Like, I mean, he just completely sold it, got hit on the shoulder pad and was like, oh, my head. Remember, and, there was also the first drive of the second half when uh, car, when excuse me, when Burrow hit Chase uh, in a big play and the play already happened. It was a first down play. And then they're like, um, I'm sorry, uh, they call timeout. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, when did they ever let a play go? It's right. full, full completion. Yeah. And, and where then people they, can get hurt and yeah, people can whatever. Well, I was gonna say, what if yeah. Burrow got hurt yeah. or somebody? Anyway, there was so there's yeah. that too, for sure. And and, and so yeah, I mean, it, it was it was back and forth, but I mean, it's it kind of goes down to it kind of goes down to what we said. I mean, it was it was a a game in which Burrow only got sacked twice. I mean, yeah, there was pressure and there was whatever, but like, it, I felt like the Raiders, if that was going to if they were going to get it done. It had to be on just completely neutralizing Burrow. He was efficient, 24-34 in the game. Um, they ran just enough to kind of to kind of you know burn some clock here and there and stuff like that. I mean, listen, I think if you're a Raiders fan, you're I don't know if there's anything you can really be upset about. I mean, like the way that the it's season, an amazing season, the way the season yeah. went, the way that you got. I mean, Correct. like there's there's just nothing to be upset about here. By the way, they they get rid of Mike Mayock today as yes, well. Yes, they did. Um, so. They're they're going to make some moves. There there's going to be. I think that also solidifies that they're bringing in a coach. Like Basaccia is not going to get the right. the gig, you know, with with that. And so, and quite frankly, I don't I don't like to see anybody lose their job. But the record is there for their picks, and it has not gone well for right. the Raiders. Right, just it, hasn't. It, it, for sure. Yeah. For, for sure. To say the least. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in 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 ways that you couldn't predict, yes. and yes. ways that yes. you might have talent yes. evaluated yes. otherwise. Yes. Um. 
And but but you look at this, and I mean, I think this is kind of where we. I think this is kind of what we talked about here with with Cincinnati, right? I mean, it's just. I mean, I took. I took the three and a half already. Um, with with that, I moved to three and a half today. I just feel I feel like if you look at this team, if you're getting more than a field goal with Cincinnati, I think you can probably feel fairly good with that because this is like the ultimate, the ultimate team that is never ever 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 out of it at all. I mean, it's just the, the weapons. It was if it wasn't Chase going nine for one sixteen, he was finding CJ Uzoma like. That, like this guy's Gronk or Kelsey or something. Did, did you think they should have reviewed that first touchdown more? The Uzoma one where he like sort of didn't complete the catch. I thought they should. Have, I don't know that it would have changed the outcome, but I, I felt that that went too quickly too. I was like, <laughs> that was a touch. Everybody agrees that was a touchdown. I also thought Basaccia not kicking an onside kick with one timeout left in just over three minutes was curious, even though it worked out for yeah. them. They got the ball back. Clunky yeah. game, and Jerome Boulder and staff will not be refereeing any other games. They, this they, they, yes, we'll they. talk about the others coming up. Beeson's primetime action. We'll update this. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.